You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, the 12th annual Thomas Darcy McGee Summer School, which is this year going to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the uh, Belfast Good Friday Agreement, is getting underway August 15th and 16th in Carlingford County, Love. And one of the things I've read, and is very true, is that while we in Canada are very aware of who Thomas Darcy McGee is, people in Ireland do not have the same understanding or uh, awareness of the influence that Thomas Darcy McGee had on Canadian life, politics, the whole country in which we live. And the summer school reflects on that in addition to dealing with current issues and how they impact people. And uh, Seamus Murphy is here with me. Seamus is uh, coordinating and pulling together the summer school this year. Tafal Chiro, Seamus, welcome. The 12th summer school. And as I said, this year you're focusing on the Good Friday Agreement. Uh, yes. Do you want to give me a little background to um, the importance of how the summer school has evolved over the 12 years? Well, the the summer school, okay, Thomas Clarence McGee is not terribly well known in Ireland in the way he might be in Canadian political circles, at least. But he is... Um, a local boy made good in the, the, in the village of Carlingford. The village of Carlingford is very historic, and I'm the chairman of the trust. And our job in the trust is to ensure that we preserve the medieval fabric of Carlingford village. So heritage-led development is our theme. Uh, this, But the summer school has evolved as if not some sort of integral part of the peace process, but as uh, as a, a place where we can focus on on various aspects of that process, uh, because here we are, um, you know, a few miles from the border, uh, Cooley Peninsula historically part of more part of Ulster than of Leinster. Uh, and we feel that what we would like to do is offer a, a, a place of respite where people who are working on the conflict within Northern Ireland can, can take a breath, can reflect, can, can talk with each other in some sort of uh, safety. Uh, so that's that's what we've been aiming to do with the summer school, and we've stepped it up a gear this year because um, while we decided we simply had to mark the 25th anniversary of the Good Belfast Good Friday Agreement, we were entering a crowded market there uh, in the sense that that uh, there are uh, many efforts to commemorate the agreement to measure progress since the agreement and so on. We have taken part in that, but we decided that we would try to look forward to the next 25 years towards the uh, 50th anniversary, which I would, of course, personally be very lucky to see. And in that, I know that you're covering topics that are close to everybody's heart, which include things like climate change, uh, because, uh, you know, we were just out for a walk and we're very conscious uh, that it doesn't matter what part of the world you're in, that that is going to influence greatly how we all live the next 25 years, those of us who last that long. Well, yes, what, what we've tried to do is, if you like, we consider all the various efforts that have been made to commemorate the agreement, uh, 
looking at it, uh, if you like, in terms internally within Northern Ireland as uh, efforts to resolve uh, intercommunal conflict. Um, but of course, all that process does not take place in some sort of enclosed community. Uh, there's a big world out there. There are global forces uh, acting on that conflict, on the efforts at making peace. And we identified three basic ones. And the first one is the economic. Uh, because at the time of partition in 1921, let's say roughly 80% of all the, of the GDP on the island of Ireland was in the six northeastern counties. Uh, that situation hasn't reversed, but we are looking at something like a reversal in the sense of the, 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 the southern economy absolutely storming forward, uh, and the northern economy is not. Uh, the, the very disturbing figures which don't make the headlines is the low level of economic activity within Northern Ireland. Uh, the uh, the level of employment, in, 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 never mind unemployment, the employment level is low, and that has a, an impact on conflict, that has an impact on resolution. So what we decided was that globalization and economic convergence on the island of Ireland uh, is bound to have an impact. Then we took artificial intelligence and we said, well, artificial intelligence can change the way we live. And then we took climate change and we said, climate change will change everything. So what happens to that conflict, that process in the meantime? You know, does it remain unchanged? Hardly. But we have to look at history and say that what started as a rural conflict became an urban conflict in the Industrial Revolution. And, you know, famously, Winston Churchill said uh, it came through the Great War. And everybody thought that changed the whole world. But as he said, as the floodwaters receded, the dreary staples of Tyrone and Fermanagh emerged, the integrity of their quarrel undiminished. So those are the issues that we are, are looking at, too, that all the big and little local ones and some of the very big global ones and how they interact with each other. And I suppose, Seamus, the global issues that are now impending are, uh, while one never knows when a war is ongoing and there's conflict, when it might end. I think we're all very well aware that some of the issues that you've raised, um, there is no end in sight. So what would have been tribal um, divides are going to be equally affected for a long period of time by issues that are way beyond the tribe and the need, I suppose, for tribes to work together to cope and just to survive is going to become more apparent and uh, necessary. They, they certainly are, but, you know, I, I don't want to be unduly pessimistic, but I, I, I will remember that when I was a young person, we thought this conflict belonged to our parents and grandparents. Uh, we, I was personally far more interested in the Vietnam War than I was in this particular conflict or the events in Paris in 68 or something like that. So we thought then that... Uh, you know, improved education uh, would would sweep this conflict away. We thought the Beatles and and pop music would and, and Bob Dylan would sweep it away. That didn't happen. The conflict did reassert itself, not merely in my children's time, but even in my grandchildren's time. And we are in a situation now where the police in Belfast 
are monitoring social media because young people are arranging recreational riots during the school holidays at the interface using TikTok and, and other similar media, which I don't even know how to pronounce. I don't even know their existence. I'm, I'm an old Facebooker myself. Uh, but th- what I mean is that, that this conflict has gone through many major social changes, perhaps even comparable to artificial intelligence and climate change, or certainly on a large scale. It came through the Industrial Revolution undiminished. One of the things you mentioned there was the generational impact, and I'm going to toss it back to you in that situation then, that the summer school uh, would tend to attract Maybe my generation, your generation, and a generation behind us. But in many ways, then, is it not the challenge? How do you engage with the very people you're talking about who are using social media to arrange a pop-up riot if they in any way are to be beneficially impacted by what happens at a summer school like this? Well, we made a very explicit effort to address that. Uh, uh, our final session on Wednesday, uh, uh, for, in the, in the former day, in the afternoon, uh, involves a number of speakers who were either not born or very young when the Good Friday Agreement was signed. Certainly not left, uh, uh primary school. And, um, uh, uh, I'm thinking particularly of Joel Keyes, who is 21, and, uh, he has emerged as a spokesman for young people in what's known as the PUA, the Protestant Unionist Loyalist Community. I'm thinking of, of, of Emma D'Souza, a young journalist uh, who has uh, uh, made quite an impact through what she's calling a civic initiative to join particularly young people on both sides of the divide. We're going for a young guy who uh, who uh, works with uh, the, the traveller community in Ireland. And he's very interesting because he, he, he said the travellers in Ireland kept saying, uh, uh, remember we're here too. You know, while you're having your little war, remember there's another group over here. Uh, so we're looking at them. We may at the last minute bring in some speakers for the new Irish, in other words, the Ukrainians or others who are coming here, particularly from the youth side. So, um, uh, when we look at the next 25 years, we have tried to engage some speakers who don't really remember the previous 25, or certainly who don't really remember the 50 years that went before that, like I can. Dennis, we're going to have to wrap up. Um, the coordinates, this is running uh, August 15, 16. If anybody is in the area, our, I presume uh, tickets would still be available. and they can We get will be. We, we will expand the seating as necessary. Uh, we think we will have a lot of interest, but we can always use some more. Uh, uh, this is uh, this is uh, an area worthy of further discussion, dialogue, and debate. And the best thing to do would be to go onto Google, Google for the Thomas Darcy McGee Summer School 2023, yes. and yes. it oh, the Carlingford Heritage Trust. Indeed, and. Um, one final question, that is, afterwards, will any of this be available uh, online in um, any format, be it YouTube or any of the other formats? We, 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 we haven't decided. It will all be recorded. Uh, uh, the the Louth County Council has asked for, for a recording. 
and we will be discussing uh, uh, afterwards uh, how people can get access of some kind to those recordings. Fantastic, James. Thank you very much for taking the time. You're very welcome, Thank Austin. And I hope you have a fantastic, I know you'll have a fantastic summer, so hopefully one day I'll get there. Thank you very much.